But so I like that you have this like, okay, we've, we're introduced to this sort of like, you know, the silly sci-fi element. And then we have our creature, which is, you know, kind of exists in the practical world. And that's very interesting. And they're kind of scary. But then, yeah, there's that moment where like Dee Wallace has a shotgun and she points it at them and they make little like tri- critter noises to right. each other. And there's subtitles. And then one of the subtitles is when she actually shoots one of them yeah. and the one critter explodes yeah. in front of the other one and he makes a noise and the subtitle is fuck. Yeah. Like. It's brilliant. You're like, what movie? They're just like, next level. We're- Horror Movie Survival Guide is a weekly podcast where two unlikely gorehounds delve into our horror movie notebook from college, in which we meticulously kept track of every film we watched in the horror movie section of our local video store, in our quest to learn how to survive and to ensure we end up as, as the, the final, final girl. girl. Join Julia and Marion as we revisit the classic and obscure horror VHS we viewed and logged in our notebook, breaking each movie down one by one, speaking out over all the ghastly minutia, and ultimately illuminating the path to survival. Hi. (laughs) (laughs) That was like you just got shot out of a kid. Hi. (laughs) Welcome to Horror Movie Survival Guide. Hey, everyone. We are the first first podcast from Indian Popcorn recording at the circus. I'm Marion. I'm Julia. And we're on drugs. We are. It's episode 47. Uh, We're going to be talking about 1986's Critters. This episode is titled, titled, We're Here for the Crites. Um... So I, I watched this movie with my parents, and my mom kept calling them chitters. Chitters? Yeah, she kept saying, we're watching chitters. I'm like, no, no. No, no. Critters, mom. Huh. Um, That's and like a thing in her brain. That it just is. Can't. Um, I also watched it with my parents' dog, Otis, who attacked the screen every time sure. the yeah. critters came on. No, I feel so. like this would make, you know, it's sort of like Blue, like, uh, what is it? Not Blue Planet. It's like uh, Planet Earth is like the show that animals watch, and they're like all calm and mm-hmm. whatever. I feel like this would be the exact opposite. It would make your dog insane. Yeah. So I had that added auditory bonus <laughs> that during this film. would make it more fun. Uh, so this film was made for $2 million. Okay. And it made thirteen million. Wow! Uh, so uh, the tagline is "They eat you so fast, you don't have time to scream." It's not accurate, but yeah, yeah that, that's not bad for a tagline. It's, um, it's directed, also directed by Stephen Herrick, who did Bill and Ted's yes. Excellent Adventure, which like that's who doesn't love Bill and Ted's? Yeah. Then went on to Don't Tell Mom the Babysitter's Dead. Oh, that's we right. All, we all know and love uh-huh. uh, Keith Coogan, our, mm-hmm. our hero. Uh, then the Mighty Ducks. And Mr. Holland's Opus. Those were all in a, in a row. Good for him. And Mr. Then, Holland's Opus and Critters. Good for that guy. Good for you. And then uh, has been doing a Dolly Parton Christmas specials recently. Oh, really? Which I to the yeah. Yeah, I find delightful. Wow, checking all the boxes. Yeah. Coat of many colors, what? <laughs> yeah, he did that one. Yeah, I watched it. It's great. That's so funny. <laughs> Uh, okay. So 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 yeah, we start out in space. Right, like, this starts out as like hardcore sci-fi. Also, I feel like this is our first opening with a prison asteroid. You don't see that every day. Prison asteroid sector seventeen, maximum security. Right, and so this is where you, this. I mean, this is the beginning of um, a series of episodes that Julie and I are going to do about little little things, mm-hmm. little things being sort of the horror villain. Um, and I feel like what's interesting about Critters is that. This is definitely one where I feel like it has that balance of the creature is actually kind of scary and yeah. kind of threatening, but it really doesn't take itself too seriously. Mm-hmm. And you know that from the very beginning because it's got this kind of like, uh, to me, very, and maybe it's just, you know, kind of looking back on it, it's like this super 80s sci fi 
you know, where it's like a prison planet and we've got these things that are, uh, you know, that are being moved from one section to another and they escape and they steal a ship and you don't really see the thing that's escaped, but they call them krites. They keep calling them krites uh, throughout. And so a couple of bounty hunters get sent after them. And of course, they've gone to the nearest galaxy, which happens to be our galaxy, which happens to have one inhabitable planet, which is Earth. And like that kind of sets the whole thing in motion. But it's very... I don't even know how to describe it. It's like super 80s sci-fi where Mm -hmm. everything's like glowing and there's like smoke everywhere and the ship's very dark and wet and I don't know. And and you have uh, one of the bounty hunters taking the form of the super 80s rock star Terrence Mann. Incredible. Incredible. Who sang that song, Power of the Night. Yeah, because I looked him up later because I'm like, I know that name, Terrence Mann. And he's like this incredible Broadway star. No. Yeah, he's like originated. No, huge. Yeah, really? He's totally. the freaking beast, yo. And also he's like Javert from Les Mis. He's literally, and, and he's married to like a Broadway, like anyway. Yeah. He's oh. basically Broadway, Charlotte Dambois. Yeah. Charlotte Dambois. He's basically Broadway royalty, like Anyway, but also on the side, he's on done Broadway. a bunch of these kind of movies. Wow. So it's like, I'm the king of Broadway, and also I have a lot of fun when I go make a movie. Okay. A lot of fun. Yeah, he looked like he was having fun. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. No, I saw him, and I'm like, that guy, that guy's incredible looking. Like, who is? I'm like, Terrence Mann, Terrence Mann. Yeah, that's Terrence Mann. He's got, he's got kind of a, 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 a Tim Curry kind of look yes. about yeah. him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, sort of Not like a, a very stoic trying to rein it in because my human form is like an exoskeleton kind of thing going for him. But sure, yeah. but I mean, I understand you would want to be Johnny Steele. Like, that would yeah. be like who you <laughs> would want to be, Steel. right? But then the other... He's like, like reading the script. My character's name is Johnny Steele. In! Totally in. <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> uh, so he picks his form, sticks his form in the whole movie. Yeah. The other bounty hunter just like changes whenever he feels like yeah, it. Yeah, we'll talk about that. I'm not... There's like, there's a couple things that I'm like, so what now? And yeah, that, that that's one of them well, that do, I don't do fully you really understand. Ex- you expect critters to be linear and cohesive no i think it's just because it seems so clear on like we're going to keep the premise so simple and not really take it too seriously let's not really mess around with it too much that when a couple of those things like that happen i'm it's not like i'm so confused i'm off the movie you're just like huh no idea why that happened Mm -hmm. anyway moving on right um so basically yeah the ship uh crash lands the the kreitz ship crash lands into this very sweet kansas farm that's got a mom and a dad and two kids brad and april who don't get on with each other and uh and a dad who only drinks out of mason jars right and who's got the hottest wife ever in the form of d wallace stone yeah d wallace stone yeah um who's awesome in this movie um and you have the town crazy like you're introduced immediately to the town and all it's like 1950 stereotypes and so you have the town crazy slash drunk named Charlie, who's like a paranoid conspiracy theorist guy who can hear radio signals from the fillings in his teeth, yeah. which is like literally that cliche. Yeah. Just like got it down. We're not going to reinvent the wheel here. We're no, just going to no. pick that my, one. I mean, my dad uh, was uh, in radio and he had people come <laughs> to his station frequently really? with like the tinfoil hat and be like, I can hear you in my teeth and like. And like, please, please stop. And let me go on air so I can tell everybody what's happening and I can like stop the government or Got it. whatnot. And my dad would have From to brainwashing say, us all? No, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. thanks, but no thanks. <laughs> I appreciate the public service. But, but I just want you to know that those people actually exist. Okay, it's not okay. not just like a movie <clears throat> Got thing. Got it. Okay. All right. I'm sorry, movie. Sorry. Sorry. But yeah, that's a real thing. Um, uh, so the Scott the, Grimes is so adorable. Can he we is talk really, about yeah, how so adorable Scott he Graham, is? So Scott Grimes plays Brad because mm-hmm. um, this movie really is kind of final family movie, but yeah. he's definitely the kid that's like, I'm going to do it. I'm going to take care of business. He's so, got some spunk. He's sort of our hero, even though we're with the family like the whole time in this movie. He's kind of uh, looks like a little like cartoon mouse. 
to me <laughs> because of all his little freckles. Yeah, and his he's, eyes. So, he's just very, I don't know, watch it, think mouse. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I do. That's um, what I do. <laughs> uh, so we, we also meet uh, his sister, April. Right. And her boyfriend yeah. played in all his... Yeah. 80s glory by Billy Zane, mm-hmm. who is not only rocking a ponytail, but like a little ponytail, but also an earring. Tiny ponytail, mm-hmm. but it's like so little. And a chump car. <laughs> a chump car he does have. But yet he's not really playing a chump. No, he's like not. he's the boyfriend. It's kind of interesting. Like he, I feel like that kind of obviously from Back to the Future could be what Billy Zane is doing, but that's not really what he's doing in this movie. I feel like he's doing it sort of like oh, I really like her, but I'm sort of reluctantly dragged into family time and family situations. And But he also seems uncomfortable when she drags him to the barn. Totally. Like, he's like, mm, maybe not. Like, yeah, but I feel like that's more like kind of good guy stuff rather yeah. than like, yeah. Yeah, he should be the asshole who's like he trying to get on her at all times. Right. But they like flip it. Which exactly. Is but I wonder if good. they flip it or if like he's doing it because like again from the car and the outfit and the everything jerk you know and i feel like the parents like comment on it they're like who's what's his name steve who's steve and then he's like of course his name is steve Steve, you know (laughs) but it's like (laughs) but he's kind of all right you know he's kind of okay um so the alien the alien bounty hunters then land and yes like they immediately start doing that thing where they're like well we're here we must learn everything about their culture so apparently they just start watching MTV yeah. or something like on speed where they're just like looking at all these things. And then they come across the music video of Johnny Steele mm-hmm. and one bounty hunter decides he's going to take his form. And then he wants the other one to change. And the other one's like, Mm-mm. nope, I not didn't interested. S- didn't see anybody I like. No, thank you. And their like regular form is just sort of like a glowy green head, yep. but it's featureless. So mm-hmm. they don't really have eyes or a nose or a mouth. They just kind of have a green glowing head that's wandering around in like their cool 80s bounty hunter intergalactic slightly Boba Fett looking threads but whatever uh, I don't know they're kind of like uh, leather you know but kinda... it's like straps and pockets for stuff and I'm alright the... right with the costume design in this film uh, no, me I got too, no me bones too. to pick yeah me too and I like that they like call it out later and look like and someone said they look like they dress like they're they're from LA yeah <laughs> I know I'm yeah like, since the movie yeah. takes place in Kansas yeah yeah because the, the, they could walk down the street in LA in that exact same outfit and nobody would blink an eye right yeah so the but so, in Kansas but in Kansas Grover's Bend that's right um but then they so they do the beginning of where um a deputy has like pulled over like local town deputy has pulled over and the ill and he's attacked you don't really see them but there's sort of like a little bit of critter cam that like attacks him and like pulls him under the car and he just sort of looks horrified and then later the bounty hunters come up to him and the bounty hunter that has not changed changes into the deputy and right. so you're like oh okay you just you wanted to pick another face so you've picked this guy like that's how you're gonna be it seems like a a, a bad choice really like johnny Steele's a bad choice because people are gonna recognize you and be like oh it's johnny Steele." i feel like that's the worst choice but also like being in the form of the town people yeah who everyone knows and then right. they're like oh why is he acting weird yeah why is he hanging out with this guy which is basically every bounty hunter encounter they have in this movie yeah mm-hmm. it's just like deputy Deputy? Nope. Nope. Priest? Nope. 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 Mm -mm. Doesn't work. Um, And so then you start, the movie starts to kind of tease this idea of seeing the critter. So you have more critter cam and then Dee Wallace is like washing dishes and she looks out the window and you see red eyes just Mm -hmm. like and then she screams and drops them and whatever. Um, And that's kind of the beginning of like they're going to attack the house. And again, I, I think... You know, you people kind of come up with like, what are the reasons for whatever the big bad is doing the big bad? And sometimes it can be summoning and sometimes it can be demons. But really what's interesting about critters is that they're just jerks. Yeah. Like they're just sort of, they kind of look like 
like dirty tribbles with like terrible teeth and they're they're just jerks like that that's kind of it like they don't really want anything from them no. they haven't been unleashed they to want to destroy everything you <clears throat> own correct and, and laugh eat, while they do it and eat your face yeah and basically that's that's the movie and mm-hmm. i'm like yeah great okay i'm See, okay with that this is yeah. the kind of killer like i don't need no backstory for critters right. i get it yeah but mm-hmm. you just want to devour yeah right on makes sense um yeah because they cut the power and then dad goes down to the basement to like check what's going on and um, he's like bowling ghostbusters t-shirt i didn't really understand that did you understand that is it supposed to be like wink ghostbusters is popular is that yeah what that it is? is and i guess also there's like uh the critter who goes in the toilet is like supposed to be like a, a ghoulies, like a ghoulies yeah. reference i'm like you just okay yeah but it's like blink and you miss it, so eh, whatever. Um, but yeah, so when the dad goes down to try and flip the switch, the uh, redo the power, that's the first time that we see a critter in all its form, and it's got enormous. It's like again, little triple looking thing, but it's got like it's mostly teeth, mm-hmm. um, and it also has that cool thing where it's got like spikes right. that are sort of flat in the back, and then like when it gets excited, the spikes like arch up, and then it can shoot them, yeah, like little poisonous darts like in your face or in your neck or I, re- I really pretty much w- wherever. I really like it. Yeah, I like and it's a cool. It's like a little extra. It is. Yeah, um, but I, I, I'm never quite clear on what they do. No, definitely. That's that's. I think that's my second. Huh? I, yeah. I think they, of this movie. I think they knock you out, but maybe yeah, also kill but you. But temporarily. Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Rules. That's okay. Critters. Rules. Yeah. Um, critters. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, uh, but a shout out to the Chioto brothers, who are the people who design the critters. Because oh, okay. I think these are some of my favorite yeah. little monster designs. I will say also, too, because they also have figured out uh, a way to kind of get around that other kind of tough part of having little creatures be the big bad. And it's like the how do they move? Right. And we kind of talked about this with some of the horror anthology films where, you know, it's a lot of forced perspective or green screen, but it's always basically like a little dude or a kid or whatever, like in, in a, a suit. suit. Right. Like there's no. So they came up with this idea of them rolling. So basically, you you sure you know, they had the sort of the critter puppets that were the ones with the teeth and then the little ones that it's just like, you know. It's just grips off to the side of a camera, just like rolling these triples, like bowling <laughs> balls, you know, and like dust kicks up or whatever. But it's really effective. So you kind of just have your triple like move out a shot and then cut to like them rolling triples like, you know. But then when they're attacking the farmhouse, it's all these little things like rolling, rolling over fences, like rolling towards the porch collectively. And they're like, oh, oh, oh keep them away, keep away. And that's kind of it's kind of effective, you know, because like it's it. practical and it's yeah. in the same shot with them. And so you can kind of get around this kind of like these two things aren't existing in the same universe problem, which I feel like often happens in these like little thing mm-hmm. movies. Uh, yeah, I like the I like the thought of of the of the grip off the side of the camera. Yeah, because <laughs> like whenever like three, some, two, one critter, like I, yeah. I can't help it. Like when someone like you know like Pet Cemetery with like cats being chucked off screen. I'm I like, know there's somebody off camera just 100%. chucking that cat, just right? holding the cat, just be like, stay with me, church, stay with me. <laughs> three, <laughs> two, one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, um, can I say how much I love the critters have fucking subtitles? Okay, this is the, I was also going to talk to you about this movie because I feel like I remember watching this and then the minute they. Started started talking to each other i was like what and it's 49 minutes and i was like 49 minutes in this movie goes a totally different direction because already you think oh okay like this is you know i get what this is going to be and whatever but i i think and also too when they attack the dad like they take chunks out of him like it's not it's definitely like an actor like struggling with a small thing on his neck kind of thing but when they do remove it because the mouth is so big and the teeth are so sharp the dad has like chunks of shoulder like gone and Mm -hmm. like in his chest like huge bloody gnarly looking things so i'm like oh that's pretty good and they get billy zane 
They do, yeah. It's like they eat his stomach out they and then take off some of his fingers. Totally, I you know. know. Poor Billy Zane. I know. R.I.P. He gets kind of like a quick death, and then it's just kind of like onto the next. They never really yeah. go back to him. But I like that Rachel. Uh, Rachel, hello, April. Like gets down to business. Like she tries to like kind of stab it with a pitchfork and all this kind of stuff. But so I like that you have this like okay, we've we're introduced to this sort of like you know the silly sci-fi element, and then we have our creature, which is you know kind of exists in the practical world, and that's very interesting, and they're kind of scary. But then, yeah, there's that moment where, like, Dee Wallace has a shotgun and she points it at them and they make little, like, tri- critter noises to right. each other. And there's subtitles. And then one of the subtitles is when she actually shoots one of them yeah. and the one critter explodes yeah. in front of the other one. And he makes a noise and the subtitle is fuck. Yeah. <laughs> like... It's brilliant. You're like, what movie? They're just like, next level. We're going to take it to the I next remember, level. I watched this movie as a kid when it came out, and I thought it was the most hilarious thing really? I've ever seen that line. So that's it, just total tip of the hat to the kiddies, you think? I guess so. Because uh-huh. um, my dad was asking, because um, uh, he was like, who, 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 are this, who is this movie made for? And like, what's the demographic of this movie? It's like 12-year-old boys, right? Right. And yeah. I'm like, it's like the horror crowd, which is like 10 to 18-year-old mm-hmm. boys, I guess, mm-hmm. right? So like, that's what you're aiming for. And like, right. Which is, you know, or weirdo girls like me, <laughs> you know, one or the other. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, as a kid, him, a quitter saying fuck, like, it doesn't get funnier than that. It's hilarious. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and Corey uh, Burton, who is the guy who did the critter voice, who, like, made up the critter language. Really? They were like, here, just make up, make up a language, go. But it's just gibberish. Like, he's not. Yeah, but he's making up that gibberish. Oh, okay. But it's like he went, like, the Klingon route where yeah. he, like, made up a language. Well, he's not like Tolkien. He's uh-huh. not, like, you know, <laughs> like a whole dictionary. He can, he can speak Elvish, yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> critter ease. I can speak critter. Like, that's, that's a skill I have. <laughs> there would be somebody in the world who would, like, that would be the biggest turn on of all time. I know. I that, speak critter. That exists. <laughs> Sign me up. I'm not saying that it's unsexy, but, like, I think it's kind of cool. It's it, a difficult thing to do to actually make a language. Try making yeah. a language. It's actually yeah. really, really hard. No. You have to do like gibberish. For it sure. always ends up sounding like something that's an actual thing. Right. right. This yeah. is amazing. Yeah. Right. Anyway. Especially because he's already worked out uh, the profanity part of it too, where sure. he just skipped ahead and made up all the swear words yeah. like right off the bat. Well, that's um, what you do when you first learn a language, right? I know. <laughs> yeah. Forget these present tenses like swear words. <laughs> like that's the kind of phrase oui. you want to know. Mm-hmm. Oh, really? Wee oui, wee. Oui. <laughs> Great. <laughs> all right, ladies. So um, uh, let's talk about the bounty hunters going to church because uh well and also too the firework element like what i also kind of enjoy about this is they start introducing earlier in the film and then it comes back around later where like brad just has a huge stockpile of fireworks yeah, around he, he at all times makes his own dynamite and shit yep. mm-hmm. like that's not cool yep that's what he does so when steve Teenage gets in the boys barn, are so terrified yeah <laughs> but i was like right on brad you know but well, i mean it, if you know you're in a horror movie it's right on or otherwise if you're, you're also just like, like kid living in a small town in kansas like but then you just turn into jd from heathers and you just like want to blow up a school you could you could or if maybe a critter thing happened to you then maybe it would be like really you know formative in your life and you'd be like ah oh, greater purpose right. Right. I'm a filmmaker we have friends <laughs> I, I would just like I would just like to say that uh, yeah, teenage boys are terrifying because th- I can imagine the amount of teenage boys this inspired to actually go home right. and make homemade dynamite um, also Make your fuses a little bit longer, Brad. Yeah, that would be helpful. Um, <laughs> but what he does see, so he's sort of playing with them earlier in the film. And then later when April and Steve, well, Steve gets in the barn, he saves April by throwing one of the uh, fireworks at it. And the critter eats it and then it kind of explodes. But like you don't see it, but then it just kind of goes. And like, like smoke comes out of his mouth. Yeah. Like it is fried all, everything inside, but right. outside it is intact. And I enjoy that. I definitely feel like Stephen Herrick has taken the time to make each critter's death 
individualistic and it's yeah. not just like shotgun, 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 right. shotgun. So it's like that one gets sort of smashed to death. That one gets pitchforked. That one gets a firework in the mouth. That right. one, you know, like he's really, you know, the deaths. I feel like usually those kind of making the deaths different is saved for like the humans who are getting slaughtered. Right. But I like that he kind of turned it around and made it about because there's so many of them. There's right. not like a big bad. It's like a collective. Well, so each one gets its own. Each critter gets its own individual death. It's true. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I think we haven't mentioned yet and I think we should uh, because this all of this little monster, uh, unfortunately, it's not in our notebook, so we won't be covering it. Mm-hmm. But none of this would have happened without Gremlins. Yeah. Without uh, our our pal, our hero, our yeah. fearless leader, Joe Mr. Dante. Dante. Um, and, you know, Gremlins really, like, raised the bar for this mm-hmm. and started this kind of series of these little monster movies. And it also has a very, like, specific... Mm-hmm. every death is like fun yeah you know? and also playing with the sort of like the duality of tone where yes, like just because it's, it's scary it's ter- yeah. and it's funny yeah exactly and you can kind of have and it seems like you can't have a light touch and have the deaths be terrible but like not so says this movie and gremlins and you right. know um and, and I, I think like that, that i think that's why my guy was confused because some of the deaths are so brutal that yeah. he was just like who is this for yeah because like with gremlins too you're like are you making that movie for kids uh-huh. Kind of. Kind of. Yeah. You kind of ruined Christmas, but yeah. that's okay. <laughs> no. We love you anyway, Joe Dante. Um, but no big deal. It's fine. Um, so, the, so yes, the church, as you were saying. Yeah, so the, so the bounty hunters are going around uh, looking for people to, who have seen the Christ. The Christ. Um, and I got to say, this this scene uh-huh. made me love this film. Really? Because they walk into the, the, the church uh-huh. where they have the sermon going on, and right. they're like, we're here for the Christ. Uh-huh. That's hilarious. <laughs> Just be, it's funny because nobody knows what they're talking it's about. It's funny because it sounds like we're here for the Christ. Yeah. Oh, I see. Yeah. Got it. Mm-hmm. That's why I, I was with you. Okay. Okay. It's hilarious. Yes. Like you okay. go and then you say it and that's then it's right. Christ, Christ. But then also right afterwards, that's when the second bounty hunter who has been the deputy up until this point changes into the priest. Cause why? He's sick of this face. Okay. I don't know. He, I mean, he's looking for a Johnny Steele level face. Is that, is that what it is? Uh, he's like, I just, the bar is high and yeah. I need to figure I out. I got to get someone better. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm not clear why the second one <clears> is so mercurial I. about his face. Yes. Yeah. He just, he can't make a choice. No, but uh, then I, I really love the juxtaposition of them like in the Kansas like bowling alley. Yeah. Where they're just, they just are stand out. Yeah, like, exactly. Like a bunch of LA city folk. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Uh-huh. No, for sure. Um, So I know, so later the family kind of tries to make a break for it and that does not go super well well um and they end up kind of like and and d wallace she gets it with one of the spike things in the neck yeah and then like really knocks her out really knocks her out and so they all kind of like go upstairs and like barricade themselves in the bedroom which is you know like fair play don't go upstairs well horror movie survival guide tip yeah don't go upstairs also don't go upstairs if what you're going to do immediately before you barricade yourself in is take an oil lamp Mm -mm. that's lit and throw it at one of the critters which starts which you know lights it on fire and it rolls itself into a toilet in a very Ghoulies-esque kind of moment. But I was like, you the whole house could go. Like, yeah. you know, Brad makes some good choices in this movie, but that was not one of them. That is amateur hour. Yeah. So you're Horror just like... Horror movie, survival guide tip. Smash an oil lamp, yep. immediately lock yourself up into the into the bedroom of a two-story house. All wooden house. Like, Come on, guys. No. That is, that's Listen a, to this podcast. <laughs> we will teach you how to survive. And these are not ways you survive. That is, that is not one of Even them. Even though they do survive. So the message is a little muddled. But, but we're going. But forward. also, I think too, it's one of those things where, like, he, it, it, like, once the critter rolls itself away from the toilet, the fire just kind of peters out, like yeah. on its own. It's like, mm, all right, okay. movie. Um, but yes, they do. And the alien maybe, bounty hunters do end up at the bowling alley. Maybe one of the only times on film where, like, they've like set that up with the oil lamp and then they just leave it. That's always like the huge yeah, climax kind of. I know. Like, no, forget it. That's right, because we always talk about like the houses always burn down in right. this movie, and it doesn't end well for the house. 
at some point in this movie. But yeah, they decided not to have them all like fighting a fire as well as critters. Yeah. Maybe just too much. Well, I like I like that the critters, we haven't talked about how the critters get bigger. They do. Oh, yeah, like that's the true. the more they eat, the bigger they get. And I also like the idea, too. Yeah, they do start growing in size, and they remark on it throughout the film. But I also like the idea that I think they're growing in size because they're eating. Yeah. So some of them that are in the house, like, they're bigger because they ate part of the dad. Yeah. Who's still alive. Hey, that's it's, a pretty gross idea. It's nourishment. You know? But they're also eating, like, car seats and stuff. Yeah. So they don't seem... They're just completely omnivorous. Like, yeah. there's nothing they won't eat. I also like the part, too, where um when Brad does try and make a break for it uh, a little bit later on and he's going to go take his bike and, like, go get for help at the next farm or whatever. Um, And there's the critter that's, like, hanging out by his bike. Like, hey, jerk. Oh, you want to ride this bike? Oh, did you? I bet you did. And then he just knocks it down, like, right in front of him. Like, they're just jerks. Yeah. Like, they're just... And I kind of... I find that really funny. Like, I like that. Why? Um, why do the critters kill? Because they can. I don't know. Well, what else are we Why doing? don't you kill, says the critter. You know, it's like, it's fun. Uh, what about the um, the little E.T. doll? Yeah, so there's this critter montage uh, where it's definitely like, and they talk to each other more and there's more subtitles, but there's definitely like this music montage where it's like, once the families lock themselves in the bedroom, they have the run of the house. And so they start going bananas. I'm not entirely, like, I think I know what this E.T. thing was about, right. but. Well, I mean, we get the D. Wallace Stone connection. We right. get it. We when, get it. But when, when you, it's such like a, like a immature, underhanded yeah. thing to do, uh-huh. you know, like, we get it. She's D. Wallace Stone. You actually are going to make her say, get out of my house yeah. in her, like, right. E.T. mom voice. Totally. You don't need to rip E.T.'s head off. Yeah. So like, it's basically maybe, like. Maybe the critter falls in love with E.T. Like, that's like, that's like you have a nod to it, but it's right. not as violent and be like, fuck you, E.T. Yeah. Because you can't say fuck you, E.T. Because then everyone in but the world they will did. You. I know. You know, <laughs> like, they they definitely did. Yeah. So it, like, sees the E. The critter sees the E.T. doll. And then it's sort of like trying to talk to it, but it can't talk back. And then it rips its head off. And then it rips all the stuffing out. And then it just basically like decimates this ET doll. I guess because that's how that's how big of a jerk critters are. I know. Like, hey, hey, ET, fuck you. This is a beloved '80s mascot movie. Zero cares. Like just you know, <laughs> tear it apart. Um, so yeah, the bounty hunters do end up at the bowling alley, um, where once again they meet the town crazy paranoid Charlie is there just like drowning his sorrows because he's seen all the alien ships crash land. He's like, they're here, they're here, and nobody believes him. Um, but so they approach him and they the second bounty hunter changes his face again into Charlie. But then Charlie becomes kind of cool. As he, bounty hunter? Yeah. Yeah. Well, and, yeah. And I was like, oh. Because he's he, not he, a paranoid he, conspiracy theorist. Right, well, he, he, you know, he plays that part so well that it's like weird yeah. when you see him change to like a That's normal type. Yeah. And you're like, oh, wow, that actor you, can. Yeah. Your face looks different. You have range, sir. <laughs> well done. <laughs> um, so, yeah. So that was another one, too, where I, I just it kept changing again. I'm like because and then everyone sort of looks at him and is like charlie and i feel like they just keep playing that beat over and over again i think that's what's puzzling where they're like deputy priest charlie i'm like what is this beat about for you guys i don't understand it's about it's about him like they got to keep the bounty hunters away from the family for 45 minutes or whatever and then like until they can come together for what else we got yeah for her big finale or they just didn't want to hire the one actor to be that guy for all that extra so like well we've got these other guys already here it'll just uh keep changing faces we'll just we'll just do that just keep changing 
changing faces. Uh, I don't. I don't know. Whatever. Yeah. No, it was, it was a little confusing. I think. I think we have a fun. A fun finale, though. Like it. Yeah. It ramps up to a kind of a, a cool battle. No, and I enjoy. I will say that when the bounty hunters kind of finally figure out where the critters are, that they're at the house, and Brad has escaped and makes his way and runs into the bounty hunters, mm-hmm. and he kind of gets into the car. I like that he figures out real in the beginning. He's like, Charlie, hey, what's going on? But then, and then he's like, Hey, you're that famous '80s rock star. But then he kind of gets really Johnny Steele. Johnny Steele. But then he gets really quickly that like, oh, you're not from here. You're not. They're probably not from here. Okay, let's do some business together. Um, and they just kind of skip that whole part that you always have to come into these movies of like they're not believed right like they're not believed prove it to me but because he's a little kid and he's seen some crazy stuff tonight he's like probably this is also probably true so okay come to my house come save me yeah with their like super they're like these guns from aliens these like ridiculous like hand cannons they're walking around with they're great guns yeah they're amazing um and they come and they finally they do show up at the house but they like blow the front door open and, you know, the family escapes and is able to kind of walk out the house, but they, like, destroy the house, yeah. basically trying to destroy the critters. Because, yeah. um, like, every time they miss a shot, it, like, takes out a bedroom and, like, or it takes out a whole wall or it takes out, you know. I'd love to be at that, at that point where, like, you, the house no longer matters. Like, yeah. you're so focused on doing yeah. this thing that you can, like, destroy a house and yeah. it doesn't even matter because like, you got to get to the critters. I will also say this is, I really enjoyed Dee Wallace's performance in this movie and I, her hysterical level yeah. as the movie goes on, especially because you know the stuff's super not shot in order. Right. And she's, like, at a level nine kind of at the end of this movie and it's great. Yeah. Like, I kind of like, I, you know, there definitely was she got hit in the neck and was kind of out of it and then she seems to recover kind of quickly and then she's able to make her escape. But towards the end of the movie the critters uh steal april and like make a break for her with the spaceship and d wallace goes crazy when she's like where's her kid what's going on and and i feel like sometimes the sort of the hysteria of parents in these sort of situations in these kind of movies it's a little kind of all over the place and hers is so specific and mm-hmm. dialed in i really liked it she's an underrated actress i agree i agree d yeah. wallace all no, the way she was given she was giving it her all so to the so they're taking april to eat and or have sex with her right Where, where's the sex part come in i think it's uh, just well, eating uh, why else do you oh well why why bother taking or just eat her there i mean snack for the road it's like okay oh you know, okay i got sometimes that. it's fun to like drive and eat uh, at the same time are you okay with the critters uh driving a spaceship by the way i mean you know i'm kind of thinking that there's maybe like you know because they get bigger maybe right. there's like one super big one they do have and one and he looks he looks like station from little, bill and ted he does too. look like station yeah you're like wait a minute Stephen eric um <laughs> but he's uh, not he didn't he didn't do he didn't do it no 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 yeah i but i don't know but that movie came after this so yeah. i don't know but maybe there's like one really big critter with like arms and legs and he, and he stays on the ship and just hangs out yeah. he's like you guys do that thing bring me back his snack that's what they're bringing the snack yeah. back for. It's we figured for, it out. It's for Ralph. Yeah. <laughs> hey, Ralph, here you go. Nom, nom, nom. Delicious. Um, yeah. Yeah, we're going to stick with that. Um, so Brad runs into Charlie and Charlie's like, I told you all. And, you know, he gets to have his sort of like crazy Ralph moment where he was like, I told you. Um, but they should have listened to him. Should have listened to him. I don't know what they would have done. So to then prepare. was my dad supposed to listen to all the people who came to his radio station then? If mm. we say listen to crazy Ralph. If your dad's radio station was attacked by critters. Mm. Yes, Correct. 
lesson okay. learned. Um, but until said insanity happens, I think they're just crazy. Um, sorry, guys. Um, uh, but that's when the firework comes back around because they're able to grab April out. And then it's kind of cool. Like he brought the firework because like that was the plan. But then he drops it on the escape out. But then out of nowhere, as they're running away, and he's like, no, wait, the unlit firework. Um, I really love, I almost called him Crazy Ralph. I really love that Charlie... Um, just kind of has all the makings of a Molotov cocktail in his pockets. Yeah. Just kind of on him. He's like, wait, I got, I got this moonshine and I got this rag and I got this light. Okay. Like, and so he lobs the Molotov cocktail just as the hatch is closing and it smashes and like the firework. And one of my favorite parts of this movie is absolutely as the ship is taking off and we're waiting for the firework to blow up. The critter's ship goes by the family's house and stops and blows it up, like explodes this ranch house for funsies and laugh and has a great like <laughs> like a critter laugh about it it's so funny like it's again it's like such a jerk move I'm like they're just they're just movie jerks you thought we were just gonna leave how about we blow up your house motherfuckers yeah and it kind of was shot in that almost that et way where like the ship sort of magnificently like like goes away and the music swells and all that and then it's like kaboosh and blows this house up and then like laughs and keeps going but then two seconds later they also are blown up in critter firework it's true explosion fashion it's true um and so then the family's left and they're like but our house but jerks but and the dad's like i have so many chunks taken out of me like where do we start i've like, been bleeding for hours <laughs> bleeding for hours you know it's a lot of a lot of therapy that's going to be needed here um but then i the the alien bounty hunters are going to go but they have that moment where they give Brad, what would you call it? Like an intergalactic pager? I was going to say like a business card. It's like a, like a futuristic like business card. But it like beeps and boops yeah. and it, you know. Beeps and it beeps. And, and, this is the future. And the boops mm-hmm. as well. Both mm-hmm. things. Um, so like it goes, so they're going back to their, what's left, like the hole in the ground that was their house and like pieces of it are everywhere. And then his little intergalactic pager um starts beeping to him and he's like and presses it and it puts the house back together in a kind of cool special effect shot that i, I liked really it enjoyed um so it's like the so this is, timbers this... of the wood like go between their legs and it's like all windy and crazy and it just totally reconstitutes itself and the family's like huh Okay, great, great. That's houses, houses back together. Saved so a ton like, in insurance. It's, uh. a, it's a finale that gives you everything because mm-hmm. you get a uh, house exploding yeah. and being put together yeah. and, and critters also, getting exploding mm-hmm. and laughing and lasers and goodness. And then also the final shot, the like, uh-huh. is it over shot? Because it goes from like house being put back together, happy families going back in the house, P.S. Sorry, Steve, uh, to going towards one of the chicken coops. And there's a little pile of critter eggs. Well, there might be three sequels yeah. to this film. Yeah. You know, that we have to set up. I know. But they set it up, man. They, they definitely they did. No, they were like, fingers crossed. This is going to be gangbusters, you know? So, final family, uh, as survival tips, you got to go with Brad. I mean, yeah. And also sticking together. And I Charlie. Will, and yeah. And I will say that they didn't really do anything stupid. Like, they didn't like separate and they're all in separate right. rooms. Every time, like, one fell down, everyone supported that one. They definitely did the clever thing where, like, Sort of the, you know, the youngest and the most able of us is going to be the one to go for help and all that kind of stuff. And the kids were good. Like, mm-hmm. I props to April that, like, our boyfriend's, like, completely gutted in front of her. And there's some screamage. But then also, like, pitchfork, I'm going to pitchfork the thing that just gutted my boyfriend yeah. almost immediately. And I'm like, well played. Good for you, you know. Uh, so I think they're pretty good final family. I thought I think Critters is fun. It is a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. I think, you know, if you're looking for, like, a slumber party kind of movie. Yeah. 
Quidditch is a fun time. Yeah, and it's good too because I think I think it's trouble for these movies to take themselves too seriously because yeah. ultimately, like these little tiny things being like the killer is kind of funny a little bit. So I feel like part of you can't take it too seriously and if you do it's trouble um and i think they do a good job of not making that mistake and subtitles and, and also i subtitles. like the subtitles no, uh. it's fine but i was like <laughs> wow movie next level like you're just I, I feel like this movie also like every 20 minutes it gets a little bored with itself and they're like what else can we do what else? and then like they just kind of take it up a notch and it's it's it is a lot of fun um so, so gore factor mm-hmm. uh so we have one is not enough blood to fill a dixie cup two is a puddle of blood Three is enough blood to gross out the average viewer. Four is a bathtub of blood. Five is run for the barf bag. And we give this a two, a puddle of blood. Yeah, I'd say that's true. You get a little bit of stomach. You get a little bit of shoulder. Yeah, but it's pretty quick. And it's definitely more like what you don't see than what you do see, Mm -hmm. I think, with it. Um, So movie rating is zero to five chainsaws. One, if you're desperate. Two, barely qualifies as a horror film. Three, seen worse, seen better. Four, not too shabby. And five, is fantastic oracle. Now... We both gave this a two. Barely qualifies as a horror film. Yeah. And I think while that is factually accurate, I also feel like it doesn't... Re- it's it's tough sometimes with our rating system because I feel like we're so measuring these things up against their sort of how much of a horror film it is. Right. This movie is still a lot of fun and I feel like the two might make it sort of suggest that it's not as... We didn't have as good time watching it as we did. Yeah. And it's a lot of fun. Like, yeah, it is kind of barely a horror film, but it is a lot of fun. Yeah, so. maybe maybe our rating was a little harsh. Maybe it was a little harsh. Maybe we give it a higher rating yeah. now. Or maybe it's like, you know, three and a half for movie, two for horror movie or something like that. That just gets you know? complicated. It does get complicated. But, but I feel but like I it just th- doesn't... It's not fully representative of like, you know... We know how bad... Um, we, I think, you know, we have to remember how bad things can get. And like yeah, we, things, can get, things can get pretty bad, you know, <laughs> and it's going to it's going to get bad. <laughs> um, but before we get to bad, we're going to get to good. Yeah. Uh, next week, we're going to continue our creature feature, little monster with uh, The Gate. Yeah. Which is um, 1987. Uh, Stephen Dorff's film debut. And he's adorable. He's pretty cute. with a little sweater. Oh, a little bowl cut. I know. We're going to be doing this a lot. Yeah. We're going to be going. Oh, it's terrible. terrible. Yeah. <laughs> we're, we're so gross. We're See gross. you next week, guys. <laughs> Stephen Dorff. Aww. Aww. Aww.